Anytime I fly, I, I always get a little bit nervous about the possibility of missing a flight. Um, it's happened one time in my life. I was, and it was none of my, it wasn't my fault, I promise. Um, we were flying back, it was, I was in seminary at the time, and we had, we had a couple of my friends and I, uh, we were able to take a trip to Rome. So we were flying back from Rome, and I remember getting on the plane, we got all situated and settled, we're like, we're going to be on this plane for the next whatever teen hours, right? Like, it's just going to be a while. And I remember we were just sitting there and just kind of getting lost in like settling in with your iPad or your movie or your book or your drink or whatever else we were like sitting down to do. And it, 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 about an hour went by and we hadn't moved from the gate. And I remember all of, we were kind of just sitting there and we we're like, man, are we ever going to get home, you know? Not realizing that that hour was a really important hour for us. Because that hour was what allowed us to catch our connecting flight in DC. And uh, because we didn't have that hour, yeah, we missed the flight. But I remember getting on, getting landing in, landing in DC. Now we're coming in from another country, so we got customs, we got, got to get our bags back, we got to get the bags in, all this stuff over again. Had to go through TSA again, which is the worst thing ever, right? Um, we've gone through all of this stuff, all of this stuff, and we're in line, and we're like, I know we're not gonna make it. So we said, well, we, got, we got one chance. So we looked at the four of us. One guy was a couple of years older, so he probably wasn't gonna be able to run fast. I'm uh, too short, I guess. I, I don't know what it is. So I was like, nah, nah, nah. Look, why don't, why don't y'all give me all the bags and you guys just run and stop the plane? Now, for them, it was funny because it's like anytime you're in an airport, you see that one guy sprinting across Home Alone style, like do dodging through people and stuff. And it was great. Like, they were running, they were good and go. I, on the other hand, I had four people's worth of carry-on luggage that I'm waddling across the, I'm, I'm just trying to get there. It was, a, it was a sight. And I'm just dragging along everything until finally I get, a, get through customs. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get towards the gate. I'm kind of trying to hustle as much as I can um, with the baggage that I was carrying. I, we'll blame that. Um, and. I get moving and all of a sudden I get the text. We missed it. I'm not gonna lie, it was one of the most hopeless moments I've ever felt in my life. I'm like, we don't know if we're gonna have a connecting flight to get home now. We don't know if we'll be able to do that. It's like eight o'clock at night, so some flights are shutting down. We're like, I really don't wanna sleep in DC. <laughs> like, I got all this stuff. It was just a very, very puff bed moment. Um, that I want to bring everybody in just to cry a little bit with me, just for, for the old time's sake. But that pit in my stomach that hit, whenever I saw we missed the flight, I'll never forget. Like that, that just kind of, that downer moment. And then I'm talking to my buddy who ran ahead, he was the first one to the gate. And when he got there, he was like, Did, he was like we missed it, huh? And the girl said, about one minute. We just closed the door, and by law, we can't open it again. We could see the plane. It was like, oh man, come on. Just one minute. Like, you, you, you're so close. We were so close to being able to stop the plane to get all of us on. It was one more minute, and we would have been all right. If they wouldn't have had us sitting on the, on, on the plane in Italy, we would have been all right. If they wouldn't have done if maybe the flight would have gotten there a little bit easier, it would have been all right. If the weather would have been a little bit more perfect, it would have been all right. But the reality was, it wasn't. 
and we miss the flight. When Jesus is talking about the narrow gate, that's the feeling if we miss it. That's the feeling that if the door closes, we can't open it. Think about your life. Are we living our life right now in a way to make the narrow gate? To make our flight, if you will. Because the gate's open for every one of us. God is calling every one of us back to himself, back to heaven. And all he's asking is that we live a life with an urgency to get through the narrow gate. We could give every excuse in the book. Yeah, but I, I didn't have, from the beginning, my, some, my life wasn't perfect. But, but if I wouldn't have hit those storms in the middle of my life and like we would have had to redirect, then maybe, maybe I would have made it. Or, or if we would have just gotten through a little bit faster, or if customs, or, what, or if all those judgmental people wouldn't have been in my way, maybe I could have gotten the gate. Maybe I, couldn't have gotten, maybe I could have gotten there before it closed. You see, these are, this, is, this section of Luke's gospel is a section for us, I think, it, it kind of elicits something that's a little bit hard. Like it's called, these the, the sections are called the hard sayings of Jesus because they're talking about something very, very serious, our salvation. These sec, this, this gospel section is talking about if we have a, if we have a shot at eternal life, and saying very, very plainly that when the door closes, it's not opening again. When the end of our life comes, it's not opening again. We get one shot. So how are we living? What kind of urgency are we living with as to attain the prize through the narrow gate? Our first reading today talks about all these, all these crazy places with these weird names. Uh, Miss Ruby did a great job reading. Like, it, it, like it, it, it talks about all these people being called back to God from all these places. If you don't know, when Isaiah is saying this, he's saying all these places and none of them are Jewish places. He's saying it to a Jewish crowd that is, is, has known for thousands of years that they're going to be God's people, God's chosen people, that they're going to be saved, that salvation will come through them. And he's, they're being told by the prophet that people from every area around will be saved. People from all over the place will be, will, will be brought back into heaven. People will be brought to their salvation, not necessarily Jews. It wasn't a very popular teaching. It was not a popular teaching at all. Jesus doubles down on it today where he says, because this is a Jewish man asking this question, saying, Do, how, are, are many going to be saved or just a few? Kind of saying like, are we the only ones that are going to be saved or are all those people going to be saved too? And Jesus speaks right to him. And he says, salvation is for everyone. It's through the Jews, but it's for everyone. So now, 2,000 years later, we're in a church, <laughs> striving and wanting to receive that salvation. But I honestly think the question that we have to pray with today is, what kind of urgency do we live with? Because the path to heaven isn't wide and easy. It's narrow. It's for the strong. 
The Lord calls us very simply to walk that narrow path, to be strong in our faith, to live with a sense of urgency. Like he he looks at the Jewish people and he says, you're going to be surprised when people that are not Jews are sitting there with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, these these big figures in the Old Testament. And Jesus is looking at him saying, you're going to be surprised when you miss out. Don't rest on your laurels. There's a question I think that, that we have to ask ourselves though with this. What's my motivation to live with a sense of urgency? What is my motivation to, like in this sense of urgency? Like how is it, why is it that I live the way I do? I think there's a couple, a lot of different answers we can give, but three that I see most predominant in the world today. Um, the first one is, why is it that I live like I do? Uh, there's a sense of apathy, that I don't care, right? Like we can't, we, apparently today in the world, you can't show that you care about anything. Um, I, 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 was, I, I, I do the March for Life, I've done youth ministry and stuff, and uh, doing that, I learned a little bit of slang. Uh, some of the new slang words that I didn't know whenever I was growing up that didn't exist. There's a word going around now. You probably have heard it. If you're a young person, you're like, that's so old. But there's a, a word called extra. And y'all like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I see the young people like, he's really going to talk about this? Yeah, I am. Um, there's a word called extra. And what extra is is that you're extra if you look like you care about something. Like, you're extra if you go to a concert for somebody and you wear their t-shirt, right? Like, you don't wear the t-shirt to the band you go and see, you wear another one, right? Like, you're extra if you show that you really are passionate about something. That you wear, like, gaudy jewelry or makeup and stuff, too. Like, but like, you, like, you're extra if you do those things. There's a sense of apathy in our world today that I don't think God really intended. Like, if there's something to be extra about, it's about being extra by the Lord. Like, live a life that with a sense of urgency that's loudly, proudly, and boldly proclaiming the gospel. And we can call, you can call me whatever you want, but I'll be extra if that's the case. A second one, a second sense, a second kind of theme I think I see is why we do what we do, why do I live the way I do, is Fear. Man, I, I want to get the narrow gate because it doesn't seem like the other option's too good. That whole wailing and grinding of teeth kind of sounds rough. I'm afraid of what else might be, so I need to at least do something. The problem with, with having a life that's motivated by fear is that sooner or later, the fear isn't enough to motivate us. That runs out. Sooner or later, fear just becomes another emotion, and we just kind of give up because I'm tired of fighting it. The third motivation that I think, and I think the one that the Lord calls us to, is out of love. When I'm in love with something, when I'm in love with someone, I will do whatever I have to. I'll move a mountain, I'll I'll, I'll drive however far I have to, to make sure that whatever person or whatever thing I love knows that they're loved. And if you're, a, if you're a parent that's ever had like a kid sick at camp, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like I will drive to the end of the world and back to protect my baby. If you're, if you're married, 
You don't really care about what other people might think or, or, or what other people might say. When you love your wife or you love your husband, you're going to show it. And oh well. <laughs> right? Like, it, like we're, when we're motivated by love, it doesn't run out. It doesn't stop. It, it never becomes enough. And I think we live with that sense of urgency that Jesus is inviting us to live with today. The last part of the gospel, he says something that I think is very, very um, relevant for Catholics. I think it's very, very relevant for us today. Because the man the, in the story, this, this traveler comes to this man and, the, and he says, I- I'm here. Can you open the door? And he says, no, it's too late. The door's closed. And he says, well, you know me. I ate with you. I listened to you preach. You know me. And he says, I do not know you. Go away. I ate with you and I heard you preach. I heard your word and I've eaten with you. Those are the two main parts of the Mass. Where we hear the word of God and we have a feast together as a family before the Lord. Those are the two main parts of the Mass. And I think, I, I think it would be a, a, a challenge for us today to ask, how am I living my life with a sense of urgency? And is it that I just come to Mass and that's enough? Do I live my Christian life in a way that Mass is all I do and that's enough? I got, I got a week's worth of time and I give my one hour and that's enough. You see, the Lord doesn't work that way. <laughs> the Lord calls us to be and live our faith at all times, everywhere. The, call, the Lord calls us that we come to Mass, absolutely, to offer praise and to be sanctified. Amen, hallelujah, that's why we're here. But God also calls us to go out and be His agents in the world, to go out and be His presence in the world. The last words of the Mass are go, out, go and proclaim the Gospel of the Lord. That's not just a nice way to end it. That's not just a nice way to say, one, two, three, let's eat. That's not a nice way to say, all right, I want to beat traffic out the parking lot because I know that one person catches me. I'm not getting home until one, right? Like, that, that is the way, that's a command from the Lord. Saying, go out. And proclaim the good news. Proclaim the gospel that you've heard. Proclaim the sacrament that you've received. And go be my presence in the world. That's how we come to know Jesus. And know Jesus to the depth and to the intimacy that he's calling us to today in the gospel. We're called to live with a sense of urgency. We're called to live with, at a high standard, as I said last week, but also with a sense of urgency that I, me, am called to be a saint. I, me, am called to be a saint in the world today. Like, I don't know about y'all, I want a day. Like, I want a day, St. John David Mathern of Raceland, right? Like, I, I, I want a day to, to be able to say, like, every one of those people that we celebrate this week, we got Augustine, we got Monica, like, we got John the Baptist. It's like a who's who, like a Mount Rushmore Catholic, right? But, like, we've got, a, we've got a bunch of amazing saints that we celebrate every day in our church. They were normal people. They were normal people who, in the circumstances of their life, decided, I'm going to live to a high bar, and I'm going to live with a sense of urgency. And they were able to receive their reward at the end of the narrow gate. 
My brothers and sisters, every one of us is called to live a life of being a saint in the world, to live a life of being the presence of God in our family, in our workplace. Just think of how quick a culture would change if all of us, all of us today in this church would go out for this week and live our life every moment as if we were the presence of Jesus in the world. It would change our conversations. It would change what we would do with our evenings. It would change the way that we interact as a family. It would change everything about the world around us. That's, the pres- that's what God is calling us to. To live at a high bar. To live with a sense of urgency. And very plainly, to be his presence in the world around us. As we come to celebrate this Mass, as we come to be fed by his flesh, as we hear his word, let us fall more and more in love with our God, that that love may compel us out to be his presence in the world.